Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast, Rafika Talks. I'm Rafika. So I have been planning to make my own podcast channel for quite a long time. So here I am finally talking about whatever comes to mind. And what I can think of right now is books. I'm going to name the category gobbledygooks from gobbledygook. I hope that's interesting enough. So without any further ado, let's jump right into this. I have a book in my hand and it is called Adultery written by Paola Coelho. I hope I didn't butcher his name. And this author is very famous and he's famous for the famous book, um, The Alchemist, among others. And Adultery is one of his uh, most recent books. Yes, Adultery. What an interesting first topic, right? As if I had no other books in my mind. Um, If you don't know what adultery is, you can search for the word first. It's not about being an adult, nor is it about the process of becoming an adult. It's something completely different. So why did I choose this book? One, because I finished reading this book a long time ago. And two... I remember feeling very intrigued reading this. Uh, Basically, it is a story about a Swiss woman named Linda. By the way, is Linda even a Swiss name? Because for me, it sounds more Indonesian. (laughs) Anyway, uh, this girl named Linda, she has wealth, health, fortune. Like She lives in abundance. She lives in... Switzerland, who doesn't want to live there? Her husband is one of the richest men in the country. She has a great job, a great family, great kids. Like she literally has any, like everything that a girl wishes for. She can buy anything she wants. Yet she feels very miserable every single day. And she commits adultery feels more miserable and guilty and the book goes on to tell about her struggles and how she deals with them it's like reading her daily thoughts or her self-talk it feels for me uh like i'm in her mind right from the beginning she reveals her personal issues so let me read to you some of my favorite passages from the book I have chosen some and I'm going to read pages one and two. This is how the author starts the story. Every morning when I open my eyes to the so-called new day, I feel like closing them again, staying in bed and not getting up. But I can't do that. I have a wonderful husband who is not only madly in love with me, but also the owner of a large investment fund. Every year, much to his distaste, he appears in Bill and Magazine's list of the 300 richest people in Switzerland. Once a year, I go on holiday with the whole family, usually to some far-flung paradise with marvelous beaches where we stay in exotic cities inhabited by very poor people who make us feel richer more privileged and more grateful for the blessings life has bestowed upon us. And yet, every morning, 
when I open my eyes to this ideal life that everyone dreams of having but few achieve, I know the day will be a disaster. Until the beginning of this year, I didn't question anything. I simply got on with my life, although now and then I did feel guilty about having more than I deserved. One day though, while I was making everyone breakfast, it was spring, I remember, and the flowers were just beginning to open in the garden, I asked myself, is this it? What I can already take away <laughs> from this story is first world problem or rich people problem. No matter how rich or successful you may seem to be, problems still exist somehow. You may be the richest person in the world or you might be the daughter or son of a well-known person, you might be the president, you might be like Linda who has everything, but you can also feel like the unluckiest person on earth. It's ironic, I know. You know, someone who is poor, like extremely poor, might be thinking hard right now about what to put on the table the next day, while Linda has no worries about those basic needs. Rather, she's thinking about, you know, her existence, or uh, she sometimes think, thinks about her annoying coworker or her neighbor. So everyone has problems, which leads to my next favorite passage. And I'm going to move on to um, pages 12 and 13. I want to change. I need to change. I'm not normally like that, but I'm gradually losing touch with myself. I imagine that some people spend years allowing the pressure to build up inside them without even noticing, and then one day, some tiny incident triggers a crisis. Then they say, I've had enough. I don't want this anymore. Some commit suicide, others get divorced, some go to poor parts of Africa to try to save the world. But I know myself. I know that my only reaction will be to repress my feelings until a cancer starts eating me up inside because I do actually believe that many illnesses are the result of repressed emotions. I agree. <laughs> I agree with her statement about um, illnesses, physical illnesses. Uh, what I can think of as a solution is that I think it's important to embrace your problems. You know, you might be thinking, oh, but my problems are nothing compared to the poor people's problems. I should be grateful. But they are your problems and your problems are valid. So I think if you have problems, notice them. Be aware of them. Don't shove it under the rug because if you do, sooner or later, the dust under the rug will pile up and you no longer can hide them anymore. It's like it's like a bottle that is consistently filled with water nonstop. Eventually water spills anyway. And so it's it's the same um, with our body. Uh, subconsciously these emotions that you press inside you, once there's a trigger that's when you will see that all the hidden issues exploding like a volcano. So I think it's um, 
it's important to like pour them out one by one little by little yeah that's just my opinion okay so let's move on i wake up at two in the morning and i lie staring up at the ceiling something i've always hated even though i know i have to get up early to go to work instead of coming up with a productive question like what's happening to me i let my thoughts spiral out of control for days although not many thank god i've been wondering if i should go to a psychiatrist and seek help what stops me isn't my work or my husband but my children they couldn't understand what i'm feeling at all okay i also find this passage interesting it was really intriguing actually to me because i feel like we can somehow relate to the main character on so many levels yet we might not have the courage to confess or even like admit the problems to ourselves by the way i'm not talking about adultery here i'm talking about the challenges that the main character faces and adultery is just one of them so my talk will not revolve around her act of adultery itself it will not be about my approval or disapproval of this act this is just an act that she commits and this has let her feeling guilty um so this is just an effect or a result of something greater the root cause of the problem like why she did it i think she is longing for something she doesn't know she doesn't even know what she's missing but she feels something is missing whatever it is and she is on the verge of boredom and depression she has lost her sense of meaning and purpose in her life that's my conclusion of her situation why do i think it that way if you've heard of maslow's hierarchy of needs there's the basic needs like food and shelter then there is the need to feel safe emotional needs the self-esteem needs or accomplishments and the last one is self-actualization where you need to feel that you can reach your fullest potential that's the highest level according to maslow's hierarchy of needs and then what 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 happens after that is there another higher level i don't know who knows but i'm imagining the young linda who didn't have what she has right now and at that time she had dreams and those are her purposes at that time maybe she had a dream to uh, become a journalist um, which is her job or maybe she has a dream to live in a great neighborhood to i don't know marry a, a rich man whatever her her dreams were at that time that were those were her purposes and these dreams gave her meaning and once she has reached that highest need once she has reached her dreams uh, reaches a level of like what's next um if you remember the the one i read um from page one or two i think when she says is this it 
So it implies that there is a desire in her to look for more, like what's next. So she's looking for meaning and purpose, which I think is more important than money, power, and fame. And the meaning and purpose actually come from problems and overcoming those problems. So the obstacles and the challenges are actually, they exist to help us maintain a healthy psychological state. If not, then you are in a state of stagnant or loss. Like, what's next? Is this it? You know, I need something new. (laughs) And somehow if you don't find a new meaning and purpose, you somehow create new desires or even problems in your own life. But that's just my personal opinion. And um, I would like to read um, one more passage from the book. Am I trying to justify my adultery? No, I sought truth and I found it. I hope it's like that for everyone who has had this experience. Learn to love better. This should be our goal in the world. Learn to love. But one thing will be forever marked on the soul of the universe. My love. All in spite of my mistakes, my decisions that cause others to suffer, and the moments when I thought it didn't exist. So that is her last sentence. (laughs) All right. Uh... So the tagline on the book cover says, sometimes you have to lose yourself to discover who you are. I'm not sure whether or not I should agree with the tagline, but definitely the story quite rings true to her. Her loss or the fact that she was feeling lost was her downfall. And um, this experience has led her to to her self-discovery or truth The misery and the mental breakdown she was going through has shaped her into her truth and into a better version of herself. So I think what the book is trying to say is that sometimes it's okay to lose yourself as long as you can come right back to who you are or maybe you can even learn one thing or two about yourself, others, or life. I would say this is like like a happy ending story she finally forgives herself and say something about you know like love conquering all she wants to learn to love better through this constant learning um, process called life in spite of her mistakes and flaws so i guess now she uh, she now finds her meaning and purpose maybe you're wondering has she told her husband about her adultery she hasn't (laughs) I don't know. Should she tell her husband? Maybe. I don't know. But at least she's happy now and hopefully it continues to stay that way. (laughs) Um, That is it for my first podcast. This is the first episode and I hope that you enjoy it. I hope you'll learn a lot from my podcast. And yeah, maybe I... Maybe we can have like a discussion in the comments like do you think she should tell her husband or not what would be the consequences if she if she told her husband 
All right. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.